Today we are here on More Than Name podcast with Michael Gorman. Michael is a clinician at a methadone clinic in Lowell and runs a group called the Movement Family in the Merrimack Valley area. Michael, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited, man. Thank you for having me. And you know, just to start, uh, I mentioned TMF, uh, the Movement Family. Before we get in to dive into why you started and kind of your direction with that, can you just give the listeners, you know, what is TMF? What is the goal of TMF? Yeah, so it's uh, it's broad now. It's changed over the years. So TMF first off stands for the Movement Family. Um, I founded it back in 2011, which is kind of crazy because uh, I'm only 27. So that was back when I was 18. Um, so just graduated Methuen High School. I uh, was going on to Anna Maria College. So between that summer going to my freshman year of college, uh, I started a program. Uh, basically, uh, anyone looking for like a second family in life that, you know, may be looking for love, guidance and support that may have not received that growing up. So uh, you know, it used to just be a summer program, um, you know, each summer since I was at Anna Maria College. So it used to be like May to end of August, we'd have a banquet. But, you know, ever since I graduated, um, it's been like full time, kind of like my side gig full time. I love it, passionate about it. Um, so, you know, we have a couple of different phases now. Um, when I first started, uh, believe it or not, during that summer program, it used to just be a workout crew. Not many people know that. Um, we used to run three miles a day uh, and just kind of push each other to finish something. And uh, it's, it slowly grew into uh, basically different phases, addiction, homelessness, and, uh, you know, the young adults struggling. So kind of different phases throughout the years. But it's a little brief background. There's a lot to it, um, I would say, detail-wise, you know. So, I mean, only 18 years old, you just started, you go off to college, but I know your dedication was still there. So talk about, you know, you're a four-year starter for Anna Maria basketball program, uh, but it's easy to say the greatest assist wasn't on the court. It was with TMF. So talk about, you know, balancing being a Division three student athlete and then going home and, you know, staying dedicated to those people who are part of your second family. Yeah, so when I first started TMF, there was only about five to eight individuals, small Quickly grew to 50 that first summer. Uh, you know, fast forward to right now, over 375 members throughout the years. But you know, when I was going to my incoming freshman year, uh, it was hard. Um, I tell people I had like tears in my eyes. It might sound funny to my mom, but it was really hard to um, leave these individuals back home. I feel like you know, I'm going off to college, and a lot of these individuals didn't have the same opportunity I did. Uh, when I first started the program, they were my uh, age group. So it was mostly like 18, 19 year olds in the program. I'm going to college playing basketball. I feel like I'm leaving people behind. Uh, so it was tough that first year. Like you said, um, balance was everything, kind of maintaining the communication, um, you know, however I could with phone calls and just reaching out. Uh, they come to support me at basketball games. That was huge for me. And then you know, once I graduated, it became a, a full-time thing and I just wanted to run away with it. Uh, truly just love it, love, love, um, love the, the mission, you know? And just, you know, everyone, you, the family's grown. How has the family grown? How have you been able to, you know, make it what it is today? Yeah, um, time, vision, believing in it. And, um, you know, sometimes you know, I just had this vision. So once it started, you know, like just kind of like a second family. And it's a diverse family, um, you know, different races, different age groups, um, different backgrounds. You know, you might be in a room. Uh, we have a meetings on Monday nights, right? And you might be in a room with TMF members, 20 in a room. Uh, probably none of them have a father figure in their life. Uh, maybe dropped out of high school, uh, socially struggling, uh, suicidal thoughts, um, maybe thinking about joining a gang. 
and you got a couple individuals on the other side of the room going to college, just want to be part of something and feel like they're doing something good. And um, I think the diversity um, makes it special. I love it. I love when it's different, like it's all mixed. Like I think that makes it special in a sense. Uh, you look at how life works sometimes, you know, you're high school, you know, at the cafeteria and all football players, same with the football players, you got basketball, basketball, band, with band. But like when you got a mix of different people, um, just looking for like acceptance, um, looking to feel comfortable, looking to feel part of something that they may have never felt part of, um, you know, things can grow pretty beautiful. And so, you know, now we do that Monday meeting, 6 to 8 p.m. at night, where we kind of set goals for each other, believe in each other, you know, work towards a common good. And then Wednesday nights was like a project we started with uh, this homeless dinner. So every Wednesday, 8 to 10, 10 p.m., uh, you know, we'll have a big dinner with the homeless, people struggling with addiction, uh, females struggling with prostitution, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, build a connection with them, uh, learn their story, and with the dream and hope of, you know, having them return home, wherever that may be. And, you know, I had the pleasure, obviously, we know each other personally for about five years now. I had the pleasure of attending one of the TMF yeah, dinners. Yeah, at the bus station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the sense of community is incredible. Like, honestly... I walk in there my first time and you just feel the family vibe. No one really cares about your, you know, where you're coming from. You're there, you're a family. Everyone wants what's best for each other. So, you know, can you talk about, I remember you guys had a clothes drive. You had uh, barbers there giving haircuts. Can you just talk about, you know, obviously you have the TMF family, but the Merrimack Valley community that's kind of welcomed you in that sense. And, you know, people are just donating their time, donating their services to TMF. It takes, um, so I'm a believer in creativity. Um, I love being unique. I love trying things that haven't been done before because I think change comes with trying things that haven't been done. I don't know, it's something I believe. Um, so, you know, you have different soup kitchens throughout different cities throughout Massachusetts, the country, you know, people grab a meal and such, such an amazing thing, you know, places do. But I kind of wanted to try something with this program in regards to, you know, let's set up a buffet table, um, you know, 50 homeless people, buffet line, we all sat, sit at a dinner table together, mixed in with TMF members and homeless people. And, you know, we really thought outside the box, like, how can we, like, grow a relationship instead of, like, get your food and leave? So we brought in haircuts. So doing haircuts. Uh, we brought in hair braiding, um, eyebrows, um, donations tables. So if you're looking for, like, backpacks, you know, clothing, um, a prayer table, if you're looking for a relationship with God, um, you know, we brought some cool individuals that do that. Um, a nurse doing blood pressure. Um, you know, you look at the methadone clinic, Tuxbury Detox. So, you know, if you're looking to get into a program, we actually provide you transportation to the program. Um, you know, we just got to really, you know, hope that you, you're ready to, you know, take that step forward. And um, like it just the environment, it grew really loving. Like you had TMF members that were actually like their, their birthday, like doing it at the TMF dinner because that's how special it became to them. And you had homeless individuals that would get clean from the dinner, come back and be a guest speaker. So, you know, you really start looking at statistics. We do a sign-in table, you know, people getting off the street. And uh, you look and you think, wow, maybe this is working. You know, maybe just continuing to be creative with, creative with it. So you had a lot of great momentum you kind of talked about bringing stuff into the bus station and all that. And then, you know, one day you get a phone call that probably shifted that drastically. Um, with, you know, in 2018, uh, in Lawrence, the mayor decided that you guys couldn't gather there anymore. So kind of talk about that hurdle and you know kind of what that day was like and how you kind of bounced back from it yeah man it was definitely a hurdle as a heartbreaking uh moment uh for the program for me because that's where it originated from you know when you always think about in life 
uh, whether whatever it is, you know, how things start, you know, the beginning of things, whether you're an incoming freshman at school, you know, your, your uh, graduations, you remember things. Uh, for this one, you know, I started at the bus station, been there for quite some time. All of a sudden I get a phone call. Uh, hey, Michael, you know, we're, we found some syringes on the ground, uh, garbage. Um, you know, we have to close this down. Uh, you know, you guys have been told before. Um, the interesting thing was uh, the place was messy. It's, it's a bus station, so it's used throughout the day, you know. And uh, we left that place immaculate at the end of the night. Uh, but what we decided to do was fight with our voice and our heart. So instead of giving up and walking away with our head down, we decided to really put our heads together and how can we get our point across the right way. So, you know, we have a lot of tough kids in TMF. So, you know, you get nervous that they might overreact or do things in a negative way. So what we did is we did a candle vigil outside the bus station, kind of expressing our pain, how much it meant to us. And then we fought in City Hall. And it was a battle. Um, you know, we all the TMF members got on the microphone, expressed how much it meant to them. Uh, they did a vote. Uh, so all the city councilors in front of us, uh, they kind of go around the table. Yes, no. Uh, we get the bus station back. Uh, we won the first vote. We were pumped. We're actually like going crazy in there, like <laughs> high-fiving each other. It was so special. But then we find out a mayor is allowed to veto things. Uh, so basically, you have to do a second vote, and you have to win by a certain percentage of people saying yes. Uh, so we were going around the table. It's looking good. And uh, towards the end, uh, someone that voted yes the first time switched their vote to no the second time. So uh, we're crushed. And you have TMF members that are age 15, 18, uh, 27, uh, where they feel like they truly grew as an individual at that bus station as a person. And uh, then you have, you feel like you're doing something maybe for the first time in your life, something good. You know, you've done a lot of messed up things in your life, right? And you feel like you're actually doing something for once, for good in your life. Your family's proud of you, you're giving back to the community. And you get taken away from people that city councilors and the mayor and the police take it away from you. So it kind of, it's mind boggling. And for me, I bring them back out into the big hallway at City Hall. Uh, we get in a big circle and I have people with tears staring back at me and it's hard, you know, cause I want to break down myself. But you know, I'm keeping a head on my shoulders. Like, you know, we fought, you know, I'm so proud of you guys, like we're growing together. You know, this isn't the end of the road. And now fast forward, we're at a new location. Um, so now we're at a vacant lot that's privately owned. So now basically it's not publicly owned. So the city can't really do anything unless there's something serious, serious is going to happen, you know? So, I mean, you bring them together, but can you dive in a little bit more? Like what was your message during that time? Cause obviously, you know, these kids are going through tough times in their life when they don't have that role model, that person to look up to. And then with TMF, that person's you. So when you're going through, you know, everything getting shut down, you win the first vote, lose the second vote. How do you keep them on the path that you were kind of directing them towards and, you know, maybe not make that wrong decision again? While still feeling the same heartbreak that they're feeling, but you have to be, you know, the leader. Yeah, very, very difficult moment because it's so fresh, just happened. Go back into the hallway. Uh, you know, we got into a big circle, arms around each other, uh, people wiping each other's tears away. And, um, you know, we all kept our chins up right there and we looked at the big picture. Now think about it, these two votes were a couple weeks apart, maybe a month. Uh, so after we won the first vote, uh, it was all the anticipation at the Monday meetings I'm talking about. So, hey, guys, one more vote. You know, no matter what happens, guys, like we're going to stick together as a family and uh, people nervous. And I'm so I was so proud because these are individuals who they don't know how to express themselves and never have. And they got on a microphone in front of City Hall and basically said how much it's meant to them. So I was like, man, like you guys. 
look how much you grew as a person. You got on a microphone, public speaking. You've never done that. You dropped out of school when you were a sophomore in high school. And this is something new for you. And it's like, and to make them understand, you know, that I, I'm a clinician at a methadone clinic. And one of my clients talked about little wins in life. And I, we basically looked at it with that. Like, these are little wins. Like, we may have lost this vote, right? But the little win was you growing as an individual, you know, you learning more about yourself and uh, you learning about the other side of things, a dark place. And addiction can be a dark place and homelessness. And you learned a little bit about, you know, life in general. And I think when they kind of thought about the big picture of the stages they went through, uh, it kind of made their minds like, wow, you know what? I think we really did accomplish a lot. We made history in a sense, you know, it was a, it was a big time media wise, uh, like whether it was, uh, you know, the Boston Herald or, you know, different Spanish stations uh, throughout the community, Eagle Tribune, like it, it, it was pretty wide stream at the moment. Um, but, you know, we're still battling, still going. I think that says a lot about the program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think one of the best stories through TMF that, you know, we were able to find and find was Manuel Suarez, um, original TMF member and now a police officer. Can, so can you just talk about, you know, maybe his growth and just one individual we know about who has grown through TMF and, you know, feel free to join anyone who sticks to your mind that has tremendous growth through TMF. Yeah, Manny Soar is definitely one of uh, Spotlight's uh, started TMF the first year, 2011, 2012. Uh, mom had health issues. Um, you know, he's an individual, went to Central Catholic, played football, went off to Anna Maria to play football. But uh, he was looking for a second family in life. And um you know, I think he truly found one. You know, he was there every day that summer. Um, great memories with him. You know, we maintain communication now. And uh, so proud of him. Look at him now. He made a post of him recently, uh, you know, going through the academy, being a police officer now. And it's little things like that where it's like, wow, like we've been able to see him grow back in 2011. You know, we're in 2020 now. Um, other individuals that stick out is, uh, you know, this individual, Luis Mateo. Uh, he used to be actually sleeping at a park. Uh, back in 2011, early 20s, and would walk to every TMF meeting an hour and go back and sleep at the park. Uh, you know, dad died young when he was in, uh, by cancer. Uh, mom was struggling. And, uh, you know, he, he really changed for the better, got a full-time job. He's one of our success stories. And then we have individuals, you know, we have individuals, unfortunately, um, you know, haven't been so successful. Uh, maybe haven't been truly committed to the program. Uh, you know, you can easily get sucked in if you're around the wrong people. So I've seen the wins, I've seen the losses, but, uh, you know, seeing the pain in people's eyes and you can truly see the hunger though, like they want to change. They just don't know how been around a certain environment for so long, but they want different. Uh, it kind of keeps you going in a sense. And, uh, just so proud of them because, uh, like I said, you know, have a 15 year old kid and you got a 30 year old, you know, it's, uh, two different phases of life, just trying to, trying to make it out in a sense. You said you had that kid, you know, walking an hour to the TMF meetings. What does that say, you know, about him? And what does that mean to you that, you know, he wants to go there, he wants to make that change? Yeah, he was just, um, he was truthfully just going through so much pain. Um, you know, he was living at a teacher's house uh, for quite some time at Methuen High. Um, just never really was accepted um, anywhere in life. And uh, he just found, uh, he just found something so special. And uh, he just decided to stay motivated, determined. I uh, knew he didn't want this lifestyle anymore and uh, just made better for himself. So, so proud. And so everything you can kind of been saying has been a testament to your, you know, dedication, hard work, and you might not admit it, but you know, we'll give credit where it's due, obviously uh, <laughs> to you, but you know, this is a lot. You said, you know, it's not a full-time job. It is, but it's not right. 
have, was there anyone along the way that helped you? You know, it might be tough to, to, you know, get a friend to tag along when you're just getting going and you're kind of telling them what your vision is. Like, do you have anyone early that bought in with you and kind of wrote it out or like talk about that journey and, you know, who helped you? Yeah, it was, um, so I'm big. I love listening to, you know, older people uh, that might be a little more wise, have been through life, uh, can share little things. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer in little things in life. Um, I, I love hearing maybe little comments, um, you know, just wise comments in a sense. But when it first started the program, uh, it was those original, you know, five to eight members that kind of latched on with me and kind of just believed into let's running away, let's run away with this vision. And uh, I think people like social media, I guess, is unique uh, this way, um, this sense, you know, these days, uh, people latching on. It's like, wow, this actually looks cool. Uh, you know, people reaching out. You know, I want to be involved. I want to be part of this program. And, um, you know, there's just so much beautiful people out there, um, like, you know, people that will latch on to a vision. Uh, if they see some people doing the work um, and some people that really are passionate, doing it for the right reason, I feel like people will help you out along the way. Um, I always call it the journey, you know, and, um, you know, people have been nothing but supportive to me. And I'm just so, so grateful. And so, you know, do you know how many exact or rough estimate, how many people you have helped through TMF, you know, get them off the streets and into detox programs and leading those better lives? So 2018, when I first started the bus station to when it got shut down at City Hall, it was, the number was around 25 um, individuals that were at the bus station and went into a program. I think that's the number we uh, presented to City Hall. We had all the statistics in front of us. Um, you know, now uh, numbers have to went down a little bit, um, especially like the pandemic and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it's still going. Uh, we have the transportation to programs. And we have new programs coming in. You know, we have Danvers um, residential programs coming in. Um, I think the really special right now is a lot of the schools latching on. So it used to only be like a community, you know, TMF members, homeless. Now you have, you know, during the winter, it was uh, Lawrence High School, Central Catholic High School, St. John's Prep Hockey Team. And now you have New Mission High School in Boston reaching out a couple weeks ago. You have uh, an Institute of Technology college basketball team. Um, you know, Mass Rivals has reached out, AAU program. Um, Storms helped out. Just so many different programs, basketball teams um, have kind of seen what's been going on and wanted to – help out in any way they can so you know what is next for the journey for tmf you know you talk about the journey it's obviously not done it's in the middle it's going what's next for tmf so we just um a lot of stuff have been happening with the dinner as of recently uh so monday meetings are on hold due to the pandemic libraries closed that's where we held our meetings um wednesdays we just recently had someone buy us a generator so now we can now the electricity was cut at that location. So now we can do the haircuts there, uh, the nails, the henna tattoos, little things like that. Uh, the big picture, and I really want this to be like, a, like an abandoned building in Lawrence one of these days and take, take a, an abandoned building and kind of make it into like a safe zone for young adults uh, looking for a second chance. Um, know that they're not alone. Uh, you know, when people concentrate on certain type of uh, groups, you'll sometimes see you know, young youth, right? There's a lot of programs for young youth. Uh, you know, you'll have substance abuse, homeless shelters. I like uh, the lost souls, I kind of call it. I like individuals that you know, may be midway through life, a little bit later in life, uh, mixed in with a couple younger ones and uh, trying to get back to on their feet again. I like that because sometimes I feel like sometimes when you're in the middle of life, 
Um, you know, there, people either expect you to either make the change or, you know, you're going to fall off. I don't think there's enough like, like middle, uh, midlife type of uh, crisis in a sense. For sure. So now you're, you know, go, almost going on 10 years of this. Almost. Oh, man. I have to do a 10 year anniversary this summer. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, you got a big, big something planned for that. But, you know, looking, reflecting just quick, if you could for us, just what's one thing that sticks out that just, you know, someone mentions it and that that's the one thing that comes to your mind instantly that, you know, that keeps you going and just everything that kind of goes on. Cause you know, especially through the pandemic and all the hurdles and challenges, right. You're still going strong. So just kind of what's that one thing that just gets you going, keeps going uh, in your head. Yeah. It's the, it's the TMF members. Um, sometimes when uh, people think TMF, they'll instantly think the homeless bus station, um, a certain activity we're doing. It's the TMF members. Then more in detail, it's the connection and seeing them, uh, you know, grow as an individual, most powerful thing. Uh, sometimes, like, I'll, uh, I'll be the face of things, um, whether it's, like, you know, say a podcast or, like, um, you know, newspaper-type uh, situation. But they're the ones that put in so much effort. And, uh, you know, you look at them. These are individuals that don't come from the best situations, uh, really trying to better their lives. And that, that's so cool. And I'm um, just, like, such a believer in them. Sometimes it takes strangers uh, to believe in you, for you to believe in yourself. I'm a believer in that. Um, and uh, I love seeing individuals grow, uh, being accepted, um, nervous to join, then seeing them grow with it. They, they have confidence in themselves. And then, uh, you know, you, next thing you know, you see them helping the new member out. So it's, uh, it's cool to see the, the progress. And, you know, definitely TMF member. You talked about the pandemic a few times. Obviously, we're living in it and there's a lot of stress, anxiety, et cetera, around it. You know, what is your message to other individuals during this time who may be struggling, whether it's with mental illness or drug abuse? Like, what do you say, what do you say to kind of keep them going during this time? Yeah, it makes it tougher just due to some people already maybe down in life in a pandemic. It's right. It's like a, it's like a double whammy. Um, I'm big with like, uh, you know, my dad uses the term as well, like be available. Um, you know, those two words right there, uh, you know, kind of reach out maybe to someone you haven't reached out in a while. Um, you know, that, that human connection might be lost a little bit with isolation. So, you know, just kind of reaching out to people you haven't heard in a while. Um, little things in life matter. Um, and just, you know, keeping your head focused, whether it's, you know, reading a positive book, um, you, know, you know, finding little things, whether it's quotes, something to keep you going. Uh, you know, we have a private TMF page, so we're able to communicate um, throughout that. And then my full-time job, you know, being a clinician, that's hard in a sense, too, with the pandemic hitting. Uh, just do these allotted individuals just not really knowing where to turn at this time like this, you know, so you just got to find that, that, that willpower in a sense. And, you know, the TMF dinners, uh, a lot of them are donations. So, you know, if any listeners out there want to donate to TMF, donate to the dinners, whether it's clothes, food, or they're just their time, you know, what's the best way to reach you or what's the best way to donate to TMF? Yeah. So it's cool. So I have, um, a few TMF females, they each run a, a social media site for TMF. So now we have a TMF Instagram, TMF Facebook, TMF Twitter. Um, so, you know, can look us up there, the movement family. Uh, you can reach out. They check that every 24 hours um, in regards to messages. Um, you know, anything helps, whether it's, uh, whether it's a meal, uh, whether it's a donation, clothing, anything like that. Um, or, you know, you can always, you know, look me up, uh, Michael Gorman on Facebook or Instagram as well. Um, and I always get back to you. Um, but yeah, I always appreciate the support. You know, I don't think it would be continuing to go this, this well, if it wasn't for the people outside looking in, you know, you know, Michael, we just want to thank you here. What, you know, what you do for your community and then the outreach that you do is incredible. 
Um, and we just want to, you know, thank you for coming on, sharing your story and your journey with us. No, I appreciate it so much, guys. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you.